0: Hey guys, what's going on? It is just Dave. And thank you for tuning in to another California Country Show podcast. If you are just tuning in or you got the notification because I'm interviewing Jason Charles Miller, I'm so happy to have you. Please take a look at some of our other episodes that I've got with Ted Russell Camp, who plays with Shooter Jennings, and Winchester, the guys that play with Tenacious D and their side project. And that is really funny stuff. If this is your third time listening, that's very, very cool. Well, I'm here in the rehearsal studios that we record in on a Friday night, a rare Friday night that I'm off, but I get a chance to hang out here and edit this show. And I got to tell you, it's really not hard with a guy like Jason. He's so interesting and he's involved with so many different things. I almost didn't even know what to start with first. Not only is he a voiceover talent for multiple video game characters, hosts shows online for Geek and Sundry and Nerdist regarding Dungeons and Dragons and role-playing, things like that. He might even be able to help me figure out how the hell to pick up a gun in Fortnite. I swear to God, I, I delete that app more than I even play it. Not only that, you might recognize him as the lead singer and founder of the major goth band, Godhead. His new album, In the Wasteland, just came out, and it's got some great music on there, including that title song, which was Jason told me that he came up with driving back from Vegas, right around Zizek's Road. If you're familiar with that space, it's, uh, it's desolate. We also commiserated on how the Hall brothers are often not available, the guys that Jason and I both play with. But I forgot to mention to Jason that most of the time that the Hall bros are not available, it's kind of my fault. So, Anyway, I'm sure he'll forgive me. Also, if you hear drumming in the background, like I said, I'm working on finding a permanent spot that we have this, a permanent quiet studio that we can record our show from. There's a lot of people rehearsing. What's funny about this is that it was quiet and then there was drumming going on in the background and we even had to go over and and say to the guy next door like hey man can you give us like five minutes while we record (laughs) this one song that we want to play live together so that's exciting also in this podcast is a major tour announcement from jason charles miller he's going to be opening for a band that you're going to want to see so if you're listening to this show out of california please look jason charles miller up online and you can check out those dates I'd like to say I'm bringing this information to you first, but I had to wait till it was totally legal to say that this wasn't a secret anymore. But then again, I recorded this thing earlier, so I did hear it first. So, yeah, chew on that. No spoilers, but since the guys in the headlining band are also uh, acquaintances of mine, maybe we'll get them in for a show. Anyway. I'll advertise more about what we've got going on in the next few episodes. It's very cool. I'll wrap it up at the end, so please stay tuned for that. But for now, here is my interview with Jason Charles Miller on the California Country Show podcast. Enjoy. And, he was just and, going and I was for just it. like, I was about to call you. I was like, "Dude, we are not. This is not going to happen. We are, we are completely screwed." And I tried. I did a little sound meter test around this area, and I'm like, "All right, if I can find a quiet spot, maybe put up some
1: blankets. We're going to be fine. pretty fine." Well, it's funny because there's a video game being recorded at my studio this week, and um, our studio is is very well insulated, but mm-hmm. across the street. There was someone with a super loud lawnmower, leaf blower or something. So my engineer called me and said, hey, they want me to go down and, like, bribe the guys to stop mowing the lawn.
0: (laughs) That's typical. You know, a lot of the – there's – certain places in L.A. where you either don't need a permit. Like, if you're a, a film student, there's ways that you can get away with not having an actual permit. But guys will be out there. They're smart. Dudes that live in L.A., they'll see you filming your movie, and they'll get out there and start trimming their hedges and, and mowing their lawn. And so part of being... To try to get some... Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't think... I think... I don't think it was on purpose. No, I don't <laughs> yeah. think it was. Yeah. Yeah. purpose for that, for that yeah. well, how would
0: you know that kind of stuff? But yeah, they'll right. see this film students out there, and they'll be like, "All right, well, it looks like my grass is uh, a quarter inch taller than it should be." That's <laughs> funny, man. Get out there and uh, here, give him some, uh, yeah, give him some of Dad's money here, and let's get that going. Jason Charles Miller is here, and he is going to be talking about a lot of things that he's been involved in. I've got some questions that I wrote. I've been really good at this prep thing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. So you were born in, no, just kidding. Um, And your biggest influences were, no, no, no. no, Let's not. Uh, That's the question I hate the most is uh, when you go to a radio station and a DJ
1: asks you, because he's got nothing. Yeah. So who are your biggest influences? Well, what's even. Roll my eyes. <laughs> What's even worse is when they go, like, so, uh, describe your sound. I'm like, wait, I'm like, don't, don't you know it already? It's,
0: I pick up a guitar, yeah. I strum, and I sing with that guitar. Yeah. I think everything is like that. When you pitch a movie, it's, uh, you know, Star Wars Meets uh, the Empire's. We're not sorry. That's that's too close. It, you know, but it's two movies. They they have to mix it together. Mm-hmm. That whole movie, The Player. It's uh, Ishtar meets uh, the Long Kiss Goodnight. And what we're gonna do is yeah, it's just it's awful.
1: It's Star Wars meets the Big Lebowski. Ooh, dude, we should, we, maybe we can get that one made.
0: All right, I bet. I'm gonna maybe cut that part out okay. so no one knows about it. No, you you do all sorts of things. And um, but first of all, I want to explain how I met Jason Charles Miller. My friend Kayla Kinney brought you I. And I want to say Katie Cole in for a singer-songwriter round that was
1: at At the the hotel. Yeah. Hotel Cafe, Mm -hmm. which is neither a hotel nor a cafe. Disgust. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's how we met. Yeah, yeah. That was great. I
0: remember, um, you know, my, I just felt like everyone's songs were a different style. But, you know, I don't know if L.A. is totally hip to that whole idea of just kind of throwing songs out there and stuff like that.
1: Is that something you're familiar with? Are you, you do that a lot? Yes, but way more in Nashville. Oh yeah, for Um, sure. But yeah, in LA, I think it's all about, um, a song isn't a song here until it's fully produced and songs start with beats here. Whereas like, you know, in in Nashville or other places, like a song will actually start with a melody and a, and a guitar a melody in the chords underneath. But in L.A., you know, it's so pop-oriented. Like, anybody that's doing anything big in L.A., they're starting with a beat.
0: Yeah. I remember going to Belcourt Taps in Nashville. I did a, mm-hmm. a, a round over there when I was visiting last time. And this guy, this, you know, shaggy, unshaven dude walks up, and apparently they introduced him as having a couple hits on the radio, and he just kind of walked up, no, really nothing. Uh, to speak of, but he just said, hey, um, I was kind of hungover and I wrote this song today. Anyway, you know, hopefully it'll turn out okay down the road. And it was probably one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Yeah,
1: yeah, Nashville's <laughs> full of that. And I every him. songwriter around, you know, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, no, it's awesome. And so, I hate to go radio DJ on you so much, but I... I I love your stuff. Of course, I have got some friends of mine that are in your band and have gone on the road with you many times. But is there any word that you find that best describes it? Is it country
1: rock? Is it industrial? See, I can't do it. I can't Um, do it. I've been calling it dark southern rock Mm. lately or dark country or Mm. dark Americana. I mean, it could fit anywhere, right? That's great. That's great.
0: God, yeah. I got to get better at these labels, man.
1: No, I I don't, yeah. I, I mean, I, I suppose if we all fit into a box easier, then maybe, you know, it would be easier for people to describe. But I think that if you're going to be inspired to, to do something, do it. Don't let them put you in a box, man. No, <laughs> no, until you're in a box.
0: Right. And then yeah. break out of the box. <laughs> and then think outside of the box. Come, out, come from the dead yeah I mean dude I, I i went through last night. I went through a lot of your videos and a lot of the the funny videos and then the serious ones and the uh, the artsy ones and I can really i mean, obviously, I mean, you started off doing industrial as a lead singer, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's where you started off because that's when apparently your your band god had formed in d c mm-hmm. and you're from Virginia. Mm-hmm. so the path to get there was obviously something. and then. But I, my question to you on, on, on that is, were you writing country music this entire time and just kind of keeping that in a box for yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, because once Godhead started to have some success, that was what we had to do. You know, I mean, that was the main focus. But when I would write on my own, it would sound a lot more country oriented. So I would just kind of keep those aside for a rainy day. Mm -hmm. And then when the opportunity presented itself, I started putting that out on my own.
0: So you joined or you formed Godhead. I formed Godhead.
1: Yeah. Um, But, you know, when you're making a band with others, you're all going to influence each other. So this was sort of the. All of us together, this is what came out, you know, and Godhead in its early days was different than what it then became too because it started as a three piece and um it almost had like this king's x vibe to it Mm -hmm. which then as we added more members and members moved around and then we added another guitar player and then we added like a keyboard program gramming guy then it had more of you know an industrial vibe to it then but it didn't you know so it went through its own iterations of what it was as well um and did you reunite recently? There was an album that I saw on... We,
0: in 2014, we mm-hmm. put
1: out a remix
0: album. Oh, remix, okay. But really, cool. our
1: last studio album was about 10 years ago.
0: Got it. So is the band broken up, or is
1: it just no, sort of kind of it's just, just separate- on, like, hiatus. Right. Yeah. Uh, at this point, will we do stuff again? I don't know, because the thing is this. I don't want to take the name Godhead and then put other members around it that weren't in the band. Some right. people do that. I don't want to do
0: that. Well, you're busy as hell. I can't imagine yeah. you having time to just go yeah. back
1: and so I just this. mean morally. Oh, you know what um, I mean? Well, yeah. Like when the lead singer will... Of a, of a band will fire everyone and then just replace them with people that kind of look like them. Right. You know, and be like, this is the band. No, I don't want to do that. Well, bands like Chicago and stuff,
0: they have no choice. They got to hire their kids because...
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Not,
0: not that old yet. I remember seeing um, the pilot episode of Hung with Thomas Jane and, and the, the girl mentioned that she wanted tickets to go see Godhead and I, I remember looking them up not knowing you at the time or anything like that but that was that was pretty cool. I've heard Your music's in in a lot of soundtracks, a lot of television, Mm -hmm. a lot of... Do you do composition for music as well, background music for TV shows, or is it basically just pitching and publishing?
1: It's uh, a lot of different things. So I am lucky enough that I have a really good relationship with the people at Legendary Pictures Digital. Hmm. Um, And so I've actually written almost a dozen theme songs for their shows on their digital network. Um, which has been super, super great. Um, but, yeah, I've got a publisher that pitches a lot of my stuff for placements within shows, and then um, I do some library stuff too, and then the library company will pitch that and you know, put put a song here, put a song there. But, yeah, mainly if I have a song in a show, it's, it's because it got pitched or someone reached out to us and wanted to put it in the show.
0: Yeah, I'm just barely getting into that world myself of having stuff prepared.
1: Yeah. And And that one is really about relationships and like the relationships that your representatives have. You know, that's the thing about having the uh, people always talk about having a good behind the scenes team. That really helps a lot.
0: I hear a lot. Obviously, this is one of those. It's who, you know, sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, recently I was a did a lot of harmonica cues for a television show and we just pitched him about 80 different cues. Just play and get, you know, harmonica and guitar. Harmonica and slide and all these different things that we, we pitched them and it ended up being that the music library guy, did a lot of it himself. Kind of glued, mm. glued mm-hmm. his stuff in there, including MIDI harmonica. Which uh, guys like yikes. not stoked, but but he had the relationship. I was I was no one. I was right. on the outside.
1: So I will say this though, I saw someone do a mouth harmonica the other night, mm-hmm. and it was insane. Like no mm-hmm. harmonica, just oh and, god, and, yeah, but. It, uh, it was Polly Z who runs the Tuesday night jam oh, yeah. at uh, at the Whiskey, and I was amazed at how well he could get his voice to sound like a harmonica. Wow! So, so just
0: did on a mic and yeah,
1: just got on a mic and started doing this thing and geez. sort of just making this noise. And we were all it was the Wizard by uh, Black Sabbath, yeah, you know, yeah. with that in, that iconic harmonica, drummer. right, right, right. Yeah, and. Uh, we were all, every, we were just cracking up and flabbergasted all at the same time.
0: That's great. Jason Keen, he plays with Tenacious D. He's got a MIDI harmonica that is literally a USB cable that goes into uh, an iPad or something. Okay. And you send okay. that signal out. And there, it's just basically receivers all along the, with, a, with a little chromatic button. Mm-hmm. And you can program what what key, what scale, what kind of harmonica it is, and you just Blow and it, it senses that you're wow. breathing in and have out. Have you tried it? Yeah, I have tried it. It's a little goofy, but all you know, I, I do all those effects, and I'm just really I love sounds, so I'm gonna probably get one. They're yeah. they're quite a bit of money, one. but mm. uh, but yeah, that's amazing. the The way that it just sort of there's that drummer by the way. Yeah, oh yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say. Well, let me see what it sounds like. Yeah, well, hopefully he'll be he'll be he'll tire. Yeah, I told you he was coming in. Too. <laughs> I was like, when I got here, he's like drumming. Uh, nonstop. I'm like, ah, oh, well. We'll I'll take a break. Well,
1: yeah, It'll we'll be take a break. nice little soundtrack. You know, it'll be a good... 100. This adds to the vibe. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: For your new album is called In the Wasteland. Uh, what is Wasteland? Because I, I I see some videos and I just see a bunch of people dressed like gladiators and fighting a bunch. Is that right. is it based on the Wasteland Festival that you go no. to? No.
1: Okay. So the song I wrote with my guitar player Gary, we were driving back from a gig from Vegas to L.A. Mm-hmm. And you know that drive yeah. can be a little desolate in spots, especially around Zig's Road, Zigzix Road. Yeah. Uh, and, um, he was on an acoustic and I was driving and we were just coming up with an, and I had this idea of the wasteland cause we were driving across a wasteland. Fast forward
0: to apologies to the people of Ludlow, California. And, uh, Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah,
1: no, no, no offense, Dude. I'm not talking about the towns. I'm just talking about the highway. If anyone lives on the highway, oh wait, that's off the ten. Yeah, never mind. Know, Everyone's going to have fine. they're going to have bigger issues than you know me being insulting their town. But I'm not. I'm just talking about the highway. Uh, fast forward to yeah, uh, or rewind to it. so it wasn't necessarily inspired by the festival itself mm-hmm. but when the guy who runs wasteland weekend jared heard that i had a song called in the wasteland he then was like oh we got to film it when the next time you play let's film that one let's make a video out of it so it was kind of nice Dude, because that's great. i got all this if you saw that video yeah. i've got all this amazing footage it looks like we spent a a million dollars. Yeah, on a you have music like video. drone
0: shots of the of the grounds. Yeah, are uh, really really cool. They're really in there.
1: Because if you go to Wasteland Weekend, you have to sign a waiver that says you're going to be filmed uh, to to anyone anytime right. they go. So uh, that enabled us to, to use a lot of that B roll footage for the video. Dude.
0: Yeah, it was really great, and the song's great too. And it's funny to see Adam Hall dressed like. uh man.
1: Yeah, and apo- some guy some in the apocalypse. apocalypse. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, you know, so we both work with the Hall brothers, yeah. who are amazing. But sometimes only one's available for this gig. Oh, or yeah. Sometimes none of them are available for this gig. So you mix, yeah, I mi- mixed and matched that day for that festival. Like uh, Zach wasn't available, but but Adam was. And so you
0: used to tour relentlessly. There was a time when you were you were really hitting the road for weeks at a time in a van mm-hmm. with these guys and now i mean with all the things that you're doing you kind of have to pick and choose so wh- right. how how what are you looking at ahead as far as the live music world is concerned
1: well i'm playing the muddy roots festival at the end of august oh, in okay. tennessee and so i'm going to be touring out there and touring back for that i've got some dates in the northeast with a band that we're that you'll be excited that I'm playing with when I can announce it, Mm. Um, but I'm opening for them solo acoustic. A lot of bigger acts sometimes they want when they invite you to come out with them, they don't necessarily want you to bring their whole your whole band. Not really, just come by yourself. And I get that, Um, and that's okay because, like the night I met you, we were just playing by ourselves acoustic, and um, I love that form of presenting your songs to people sometimes it sounds better it, it's, it can it's, it's not overdone yeah, yeah. Uh, you,
0: you miss some things like I if anything I would take a bass with me or something that's why I like when Zach and I do a duo or or we do a trio with Adam mm-hmm. and, and Zach and also too you're not taking up 18, 19 channels on their board when they can right. do, they really just want to go and play right you're not know, striking all this stuff it's mm-hmm. you and a guitar and one direct box and you're out of there away you go <laughs> <laughs> So, can you announce who who you're opening for? Yeah,
1: I'm going to be opening for the Almond Betts Band. Oh, dude! And they're kicking ass. So they are so be...
0: kicking ass. Yeah, it's great to see those guys. I remember actually just a, a quick memory of that. Congrats, man. That's that's Thank a you. great tour. They are. That's one of those bands that was meant to happen, and it just hasn't happened until recently. Yeah. And it's like it, it makes total sense.
1: Yeah, and, and the, you know the fans of. The Almond brothers are embracing them too and it, you know, it's making it like a big a big deal for them. I'm super excited.
0: Oh dude, they are gonna love your tunes too. That's gonna be perfect fit. And say hi to my buddies. Obviously I'm friends with all Dwayne and, and I
1: will. And I met Dwayne for the first time at Oak Yeah. When we both played the side stage by the food court. Yeah. <laughs> um, Johnny
0: Statula and uh and Dwayne. And yeah. and they I I don't know if you stuck around for my set, but I they did. they came up on the last song.
1: I did, And yeah, it was hysterical
0: that. because the, the sound guys were like, wait, wait, that's not on your stage plot. I'm like, too bad. My brothers are going to come up. And we did Ain't Living Long Like This from Waylon. And they didn't have enough mics. So Johnny and Dwayne looked at each other like, we don't need mics on the main stage. And they just cranked. It was the loud. Oh, it was the, it was the best. We had, that's we had awesome. a blast. We totally yeah. went over our time slot. It was great. It was great. They forgave me, though. So nice. That'd be great. And then, so obviously, we can look up your calendar online and and see where you're going to be playing and stuff uh, on that tour. Shoot. I want to see that thing.
2: Behind all the baggage on the bedroom
0: Do with your guitar, do you do you tune it differently than the regular E tuning six string thing? Oh, or do I you? usually
1: tune it um, to standard, and then some of my songs are in Drop D, so sure.
2: I'll
1: just you know, and then away the we go. <laughs> <And then laughs> right, hang on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have a capo, a
0: Kaiser capo that goes on the second fret, so I can fake the Drop D when oh, I need to. And
1: then, so you're tuned to D standard but you have the cape on the second fret is that or what you do
0: you tune tuned to e and then you just kind of fake that you're doing a drop d oh, by I see. it being. Okay. yeah it just yeah. It, it covers every every string but the but the top string or Got bottom it. string yeah. whatever it is yeah. i never understood why they call the 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 string on the bottom string one it just it just always baffled me
1: yeah i guess if you're looking at it Maybe that's why. Rather if than if you're holding it, but if
0: you're strumming
2: mm-hmm. and
0: you're hitting the low string, that's the sixth string, and then you go all the way down to the high string. That's one. Right. I mean, that's that's the way it is when I change my strings, and it just drives me nuts. Is that something
1: I shouldn't be mad at? That we that need to like that. We could, you know, start a. If a you're listening campaign. now, please <laughs> yeah. con- please contribute to our GoFundMe page. Just let's We're it's, swapping <laughs> the E string numbers.
0: I'm just saying, it really bothers me. <laughs> So, dude, I'm super excited about Avengers. I'm super excited about Star Wars. And you're a person that I can talk to about all this stuff because you're so inundated with geek culture. True. And I, I, where does that stem from? And then, of course, how can we hear you talking about this? Because this feels like more of a dream job than being on the road with said band that we may or not be able to mention. But
1: <laughs> this, this seems like such a dream job. How do I? How, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, We'll have to get you down there sometime oh man so legendary pictures owns nerdist and they own geek and sundry and so i appear on shows on both networks i host a show on geek and sundry called starter kit where we teach people how to play role-playing games okay Um, the first season is on youtube the rest of it is behind a paywall right now but they're going to start doling it out on youtube here and there I'm going to be on an episode of All Kings Considered coming up which may have aired by this which is their Game of Thrones after show. That's on the Nerdist oh, side. Oh dude, yeah. 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 Uh, where we just sit around and talk about Game of Thrones. Oh, what a time um, to be
0: alive, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean I love it. Like I'm also on a show uh, on the Dungeons and Dragons Twitch channel, like the official Dungeons and Dragons Twitch channel where we're just playing D&D. And are you? Um, are I'm you, one of the players. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually. It's, the show's called The Sirens, and it's six women and me. I'm the one they call me the Siren Bro, oh just jokingly, gosh. but yeah, I'm playing D and D with a bunch of amazing women. So, <laughs> and is is this something that you from
0: from childhood? Is this something that you know about? Or did yes, you? Okay. I've
1: played. Like I I have played D and D since I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, my next door neighbor in Clifton, Virginia played and uh my dad bought me like the the red box box set and um I've been playing ever since and what's funny is that you know um a long, for a long time we had to talk about it in hushed tones once you became an adult you couldn't really uh mm-hmm. mention it but now everyone in entertainment admits that they played it or they still played it um, I'm good friends with Joe Manganello. he's he, got the he dungeon on, he has yeah. like a, a room for this he right? goes on Colbert and talks about playing D&D and he's <laughs> made a whole clothing line based on like D&D art and stuff Jeez. so yeah oh my gosh the geeks have inherited the earth and We always <laughs> knew they
0: would sooner or later especially with comic cons and things coming out and with sci-fi movies getting massive budgets just because people know these stories the stories are getting better the, the, the effects are getting better it's just—it's a time to be alive right now. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So at this, uh, at the time that we're we're taping this, I'm I'm gonna go to see Avengers Endgame tonight. So great. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? Because I know there was some. No, screenings. I haven't. Okay. So, right. I, I
1: know. Actually, Nerdist was sponsoring a screening where they were for four days in a row or something playing every. Oh my gosh! Movie yeah. starting with Iron Man one <laughs> to promote it, <laughs> and uh, some of my friends were like. Introing certain movies or something like that. I'm like, wow. I yeah. wonder if anyone sat in for every single one. That
0: would be. Insane. They got to give you breaks. They should have been yeah. a prize. You know, where you put your hand on the car and you win the car if you're the last one to take it off. Right, right. Prize. Yeah. Nerdus was down at the Captain Marvel premiere over at the El Capitan when I went there, and mm-hmm. it was it was a party, man. It was yeah 90s night DJ. So when you do these podcasts, you get brought on or podcast.
1: Well, shows Yeah, I guess they're not really podcasts, they're more like um I mean I guess they're you know, they're on camera and Your internet a lot shows, of them yeah. are live too. They'll, they'll, they'll be live on Twitch and then they'll air on YouTube later. Man, streaming shows, I guess yeah. you would call it. It's that's... like this undefined thing that's become a huge phenomenon. My friends on the show Critical Role, which was sort of the premier uh D&D show, which I've I'm fortunate enough that I wrote the theme song to that. Hmm. They just raised $11 million on Kickstarter Jeez. to make a cartoon version of their D&D show. So now they're going to bring their campaign to life in cartoon form. Good Lord. Yeah. And I guess wow. people really wanted to see that
0: cartoon. <laughs> well, cartoons are huge. Video games are huge. I know you do a lot of voices for a lot of these, mm-hmm. these things. So uh, talk to me about that. What is it like to go into a, a vocal booth and do a session for, let's say, a video game? Is it a character? You're you're reading lines? Or Mm -hmm. are you...
2: Yep. Yeah. Well, how does that work?
1: people say um, voice acting is cold reading, but it's more like frozen reading because you're never given the script until you get there. Uh, Because video games make more money than movies now. Mm -hmm. And the scripts are so uh, well protected because they don't want any secrets of the game getting out to the players ahead of time. Um, They don't want anything leaked. uh, And rightfully so. So when you're walking into a booth, back up, when you get a booking, my agent might be like, hey, you booked this character in this game. You know, what days and times are you available coming up, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Or the, it might be a director that you worked with before. So let's say, hey, they want you to do some various voices for this game. That's actually what I did for Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I never even auditioned for Kingdom Hearts 3. Just the production company had worked with me before knew that I did a good job, and so brought me in to be a bunch of different little characters. Oh, okay. Like, I'm a pirate with Captain Jack Sparrow. I'm also in the Hercules uh, world, and I can give you a quest, or you can rescue me, stuff like that. Dude. Um, But, uh, yeah, most of the time, you, you might know what character you auditioned for. They'll send you two or three lines to audition to give the best interpretation of what you think the character should sound like and then you get the role based on that or not when you when you get there a lot of times not only is there a director but there might be two or three representatives from the game company there sometimes there's someone also on Skype or Source Connect listening in sure so no other actors are there you're saying one line at a time Sometimes you have to make sure that you fit it into a certain amount of space. Sure. And then you've got to convey that, hopefully, what that character's saying. And then... I mean, do they give you a backstory? Like, this guy is, uh, you know, mid-40s, overweight. He's, Sometimes, he grew up in yeah. France. Yeah, you. they'll give you that. They'll okay. give you that. But but a lot of times they won't reveal too much about what's happening in the game because sure. they, they don't want it out there. you know. Nope. And, of course, you have to sign crazy nondisclosure oh, that, agreements. Yeah. For example, uh, what was cool is... I love it when my worlds collide. So yesterday I just sang on a cartoon because the the voice actor that they had voicing this particular villain couldn't sing. Mm-hmm. So then they auditioned different singers, liked my voice that matches up with that guy. And then um, I'm actually singing on two different episodes as that as that character. You are the singing voice, yeah. Right. I can't tell you what it is. <sighs> it's yeah. fine. Yeah, don't but worry about I it. I can tell you um, <laughs> that uh, for Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, I just sang the theme song to that. And,
0: oh, congrats. And That's
1: huge. That the trailer for that is out, and it's me singing on it, so I'm allowed to talk about it. It comes out on June 2nd. But uh, that was one of those crazy songs. It's like a seven-minute epic with... A chorus of 40 people or something and then i'm singing the lead and then there's a there's a there's a female voice also singing the composer lives in japan so he was directing me over skype and uh it was a it was awesome it was Dude, a crazy great. affair i was nervous too and i had yeah. to like wake up in the middle of the night to have the skype call with the composer to make sure we could you know talk live and go over Holy all the Man. And, notes and, everything. and this is from your studio or do you go in there and, and I was able to do this one from Dude. my studio yesterday was at a big studio um, tomorrow I'm acting in a video game at a different studio it's great when I get to do it from my own place a lot of times I don't because and I don't even know we cover this I own a recording studio yeah a lot of other actors don't. So, therefore, they want all the actors to be recording on the same mic, at the same place, with the same... Sure, you can, know. Get
0: control the elements mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, of course, this top secret stuff, too, that becomes a, an issue, too. Who's right. walking around behind you, all those mm-hmm. things like that.
1: Yeah, My, it's, it's serious.
0: That's exciting. That's exciting. I, 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 I fashion myself as some guy that one day will do movie trailers. Well, you got no. a great
1: voice, so, Thanks, yeah, we should, we should talk about that. Yeah, let's do that.
0: Uh, let's talk right now. Pause. I'm just
2: <laughs> Hi, my name is Jeremiah. Most folks call me Jim. I'm from a little town just east of Shepherdsville. I was born and raised to raise some hell up in these hills. I'm getting stronger every day while I'm just sitting still. I can lift your spirits up, or I can help you drown I can pour my heart right out to you, but it'll burn going down You can find me anywhere, in any corner store Look for me sitting on a shelf, or hiding in a drawer
0: Major labels, mm-hmm. minor labels, mm-hmm. and you have your own label as well, or I do. Okay,
1: right now I'm signed to a division of Sony, mm-hmm. um, Red Music. What is it
0: like to work for a large label versus a smaller label or smaller division? For those of us that want to pursue this label career, um, some say it's not all it's cracked up to be. Some say it's, you know, finally I get people on my side. I don't have to do all the work myself.
1: Right. It can be a double-edged sword. I mean, no matter where you are, your behind-the-scenes team is so important, yeah. and um, having a company like Sony behind me right now helps with things like placements on um, uh, playlists and and things yeah. that are so, new people discovering your music all the time. Being on a major label is really helpful with that, um, but like anywhere if you the people need to be passionate about you they need to want to help to work your record they need to want to be able to um to like be inspired so i think whether you're on a an indie label or whether you're on a major label or whether you're doing things with just a small group of people whoever it's with needs to be passionate about you because you can i i've had friends that have been on major labels that have just floundered there, and nothing yeah. happened for them. With Godhead, for example, we had a really good run when we were on Priority Records. We were signed to Marilyn Manson's label, which mm-hmm. was called Post Human, but it was a division of Priority. Priority was owned by EMI. In the middle of our album cycle, EMI merged Priority... I talk with my hands. And <laughs> no, no, it's I just okay. I know. Um,
0: That's why I put this card here because okay? Casey talks with his hands all no. the time. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, totally yeah.
1: fine. Yeah. So EMI decided they were going to merge Priority into Capitol Records in the middle of our of our album promotion. So all of a sudden, we went from being on Priority Records with the staff that knew us, the people that had a really good relationship with like Marilyn Manson's team and all of that, to now we're on Capitol Records and we're like the redheaded stepchild. No one cares about us. No one knows why we're there. No idea what to do with you. So I have the dubious distinction of being able to say that I've never been signed to Capitol Records, but I've been dropped by Capitol Records. <laughs> well, that's, that's huge. Yeah. yeah, it does feel that way
0: when I see, let's say I, I know of an artist, see them at the hotel cafe or see them, and then I know they get signed. Mm-hmm. And then I see what they put out there in the world, or at least the teaser campaign or anything like that. And it's just, I I know them personally. That's not them, Whatever that whatever's happening. I always lick my thumb and I play, place it on there. Working in TV is the same way. I see this concept that, you know, if I'm working on a TV show and the executive goes, no, Psh, stamp, do it this way. Because I want to have a piece right. of these guys mm-hmm. that I have yeah. no interest
1: in or whatever it is. I want to I change that. So yeah. that's got to be something that's, very commonplace i'm sure it's like a mentality of i need to do something here to keep my job yeah to to justify justify my job (laughs) yeah i wish people wouldn't do that and they would just let things be successful on their own it's just so strange it's like their
0: goal is to listen to the radio or watch the television program or a movie and say oh that was that was me that one thing yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, I mean, you, everything you have online is so well organized, and I, and I respect that greatly. There's a lot of people out there either listening to the podcast or that I even interview that struggle with the basic things like a Wikipedia page or uh, an all-music profile, all the things you've been involved in, or right. just, just making yourself easy to search. Me, personally, if you look up Just Dave, it's uh, about 20 videos of Just Dave
1: Matthews playing by himself, and then I'm like... God, how do ah. you know it's 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 very difficult well that was something i was running into the issue with like when i was in godhead that was easy to search but um jason miller there's just too many people named jason miller out there so that's why i'm using all three of my names (laughs) because there's only one jason charles miller in entertainment at least Mm. for now right but there's like a jason t miller who's a who's a television composer we've actually become friends um we joke about it all the time, and we've actually worked together on a couple projects. Funny. Um, just to kind of mess with people's minds.
0: And make it harder for the person writing the credits out. Right.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, yeah. I know a couple of Bernals in the music scene. Uh, one of them plays drums for Dale Watson in Texas. And that's we, cool. We look. We're the same height. We look the same. And I'm like, dude, we got to. Let's do some Ancestry.coms here. There's no way yeah, I'm not related to you. We're not. We're not. <laughs> no. We can't find it. Wow. But uh, Yeah. When you went solo from godhead it feels to me like for example i have been playing country music a lot of my life and was in a touring country band in bakersfield before i moved down to la but playing harmonica did a lot of blues and then even had some you know pretty successful blues band for a while but i kind of just went back to country i just felt more comfortable and that's sort of where i wanted to stay but I got a lot of backlash from it. did you when you were first doing the solo thing did people how were the responses positive?
2: Or uh, no no
1: I got not- terrible backlash <laughs> yeah I mean, I get messages to this day that say bring back Godhead I'm like, yeah, if it were that easy you know or you know you know like it's only up to me so yeah I I had a lot of backlash and a lot of people thought it was a phase or thought I was just going through something or I wanted to put out music I was inspired to write and perform and with godhead we had sort of a series of disappointments we were on after the whole thing of being dropped by Capitol. uh we were on labels that we had three albums out in a row after that where the label that we were signed to like went out of business after we put out one record with them Uh. so then you have to get a new team and then you have then like You know, you've got to start everything all over again. Mm. And that behind-the-scenes team is so important, and it makes – it's like hiccups, you know? And and so we were being demoralized ourselves, and I didn't want to go solo or start a new band and then have it sound just like Godhead because I felt like creatively that wasn't really where I was – and i've been writing these solo songs my whole life that sounded like country songs so i just started doing my own thing and mm-hmm. but yeah there was certainly a backlash but for people want to people want to put you in a box including music fans want to put you in a box of course so if the lead singer of godhead is doing a country record it blows people's minds and just makes them angry you know so <laughs> so sorry yeah Sorry, guys.
0: Yeah. No, you don't have to apologize here. I think your music is great. I think, even from the when you, I think it was your first record out when you were were solo, you had a, a song called Uncountry.
1: Uh, yeah. That was my first uh, full length record. I put out an EP. Sure. And then, yeah, Uncountry is almost like an answer to everyone. Right. You know? Yeah.
0: It felt that yeah. to me. And Adam Hall looks like he's 14 in the yeah. video. He yeah. probably was.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It was clear that you were letting people know, like, hey, we're just, I'm riding this thing. This is what I do. And that was that was really, really cool. Well, we should probably have you play a song here before the drummers start going, yeah. going nuts here. Oh, by the way, where can we find you online in case I don't get a chance to answer that question?
1: JasonCharlesMiller.com. Um, on Instagram and Facebook, I'm at JasonCharlesMiller. And on Twitter, I'm at JasonCMiller. Jason, C. Miller, Jason My C. name's too long for Twitter.
0: <sighs> Rules that's for the best don't worry about it well cool let's have you play a song I'll I'll pause it and we'll go cool everyone's everyone's super cool here because everyone has to record like a lot of people do tracking from here and stuff like that so right. sure well hey we got a little bit of free time even though there's some music going on around us but uh, I wanted to have Jason Charles Miller sing a song so um you want me to jam with you on this one? Or, yeah, uh, there's
1: like okay, a there's cool. a solo section. There's a solo? Cool. There there's a solo section. So um, what's this song? Uh oh. So you're this in song is K G right. Okay. A solo right and it's very like blues country. Um it's called Finding My Way in the Dark. And on the album, um, Peter Keys from Leonard Skinnard plays organ on it. Dude. and uh, my friend Adam Schoenfeld, who is Tim McGraw's guitar player, he plays the lead on it. It's a pretty killer track on the recorded version, and now we're going to make our own live version we're gonna right We're
0: going to do now. a live version, yes. All right, Jason Charles Miller.
2: I'm lost in the dark danger all around me I won't get very far For oh, I've no eyes to see They said, look for the light but how can I follow Things they just don't seem right and sure hard to swallow I could stand here and wait For things to get better They'd say I should have fed my Just reaching out my hand, yet I'm trying to understand why the things that I do are pushing me back to where I began. I'm just searching for the truth. Now my heart ain't good been through. There's no more I can say. I'm just fighting my way in the dark. I'm down on my knees Trying to crawl Out you Can you let him please Give my water In this drought? Well it's cold in the pitch will lack. Why don't you Got my back Lord help me Get on track As I pray for the attack, I could stand here and wait for things to get better. They say I should have. my way. I do, Pushing me back to where I'm
1: cool man man Jason Charles Miller All right, well that might be a
0: a little bonus track at the end of you
1: yeah maybe digital download I'm digging that
0: right on well cool you can find him online JasonCharlesMiller.com I'm so glad you came in man you know I'm
1: I'm happy to be here
0: hell man I've I've only done a few of these so I'm, I'm getting better at this whole interview thing but I think it's I think it's gonna be cool I think it's gonna be cool. Now, for you and California, you are here to stay, man. You are you are grounded. You oh are, yeah. You, you're I've here. lived
1: here for 18 years now, so you know, I am a Southern <laughs> boy, but I'm a California boy now too.
0: We're happy to have you, man. Please look up Jason Charles Miller of course at the end of this interview. I'll, I'll tag it out with some great stuff, dude. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming oh, in. Anytime. Man. Thanks, brother. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was it. What'd you think? My interview with Jason Charles Miller. Country boy turned goth king, turned video game geek, voice guy, and, of course, all the while still writing country music. I had a really good time with Jason, and, man, did I have a good time jamming on that song with him. All right, so truth be told, I get to jam with a lot of really cool people, and while that may be a feature of the show that sticks around, I'm just going to always have my harmonicas in my backpack. Regardless, so stand by for greatness. Well, we're going to wrap it up here for the California Country Show podcast. It is a Friday night here in North Hollywood, California, and now that I'm done making this podcast, there's about seven bands all rehearsing, people without gigs, or just, you know, hardworking people wanting to get on the next big stage. So I applaud them, although they're definitely all showing up in the background here, if you can hear them. If not, then I've done my job to totally isolate myself from the outside world. I don't want to do that in the future. I want to actually have a great space to work out of. Well, if you enjoyed this show or want to keep in touch down the road, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Radio TuneIn. Also, you can catch the California Country Radio Show, which is going to be broadcast throughout California down the road, currently on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio. I recommend you follow us at Cal Country Show at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at Cal Country Show. Thank you for tuning in. And if you don't mind sharing, please, I would love that. I'm just Dave Bernal. Thank you for tuning in to the California
2: Country Show podcast. We'll see you next Monday.